0: Everyone is telling you that this is exactly what you should want. But maybe it's not. Consider this your fair warning. We talk fast, we move fast, we swear fast. So if you're listening at 2XP, you may miss some content, but you also want the F bombs. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Holland. You're listening to Ask Your Work Wife, where every week we answer your questions about how to get more out of corporate America.
1: Work Wives! This is Eliza from New York. I'm worried this is gonna come across as a little egotistical, but this is what's on my mind. Are people still going to value me if I quit a really prestigious job? To be honest, I've already pretty much decided that I'm gonna quit. It's just become a lot. I've been working 80 plus hour weeks, no time for life took my first day off, I kid you not, took my first day off since September yesterday and I missed Thanksgiving and Christmas with my family last year, right? Like my whole life is about working right now and I'm miserable. I kind of felt like from the beginning that I wasn't gonna stay until making partner, but I've just, again, if I'm being honest, (laughs) love the prestige that comes with this role. Um, People see me as smart and ambitious and hardworking. It's just, it's great for my reputation. And I'm also worried that if I quit before making partner, people will see me as less successful or like I failed even. The last piece is I'm the first one in my family to go to college, which is awesome. But I've worked really hard to get here and I'm scared that I won't be successful or as successful as I could be if I leave what I've got here.
0: Han, Eliza, that's a tough place to be. There's something to be said for working for a name brand company. I think I know who you work for based on a couple details that we've like taken out to protect the innocent. But when you, when you get to say like, yeah, I work at Google, Mm -hmm. I work at Nike, I work at Coca-Cola, I work at L'Oreal. It's something to be said for like walking into a room and being able to introduce yourself as I work for a company that people immediately go, ooh, gives you a certain sense of like self and self-worth and happiness. And like, man, everyone is telling you that this is exactly what you should want, but maybe it's not.
2: Maybe that sense of prestige and identity only lasts so long. Yeah. And maybe it wears off. And maybe it only goes so far. Because really, you're telling us that it's not worth the 80-hour weeks. It's not worth having no life for months at a time. It's not worth missing Christmas. It's not worth missing Thanksgiving. It's not worth not having time off.
0: And and you're not alone. Everyone's making this this realization in the last couple of years. This is why, this is why if you're paying attention to anything that's happening on wall street, the big banks are trying to give bankers and I'm talking like not your bank teller down the street, but like the guys who manage the wall street bullshit, like they're trying to lure them back to the office with like quarter of a million dollar bonuses and people are turning it down. People are not coming back. They're, they're saying money is not what I'm after prestige for working on wall street is not what i'm after because the quality of life is
2: so much better when when work's not taking up my whole life i mean speaking of that prestige i remember living in silicon valley and like every corner i turned was like there's facebook there's google there's there's whatever and it was like i felt great even being in proximity to that
0: i'm sure you knew the people on your street who worked for facebook who worked for google who worked for some non-named brand company it's not as fun or
2: cool Uh -uh. It's cooler when your husband works at Google. It's cooler if you work at Google. Yeah, yeah let's Lisa, be very let's clear. Just, like, that wasn't a statement. <laughs> it was past tense. I'd like to say that in those moments of living in Silicon Valley and being married to a Googler, that was the best thing I had going for me.
0: Interesting.
2: I didn't have anything else interesting going on. I had no other sense of self, no other identity. Clinging to somebody else's achievement was the best that I could do.
0: Wow.
2: I'm just Ooh. saying,
0: and at least Eliza, this is your own achievement. Like you, hundred first person graduated from college. Fantastic. And like that already sets you apart, already sets you apart from your parents, already sets you apart from, I'm sure some of your cousins, right? And that's, that's a big moment. That's something to be proud of. And then you landed a job at a highly competitive, very prestigious firm that is something to be proud of. But like,
2: but what we'd like to point out and what you're experiencing now, and, and I want to warn other people who may be listening and relating to this is finding your identity with an external source is not sustainable.
0: Nope. Not at and it's all. especially
2: not sustainable when that requires 80 hour weeks, not having a life, missing your holidays, missing your family, missing those out of office days that you need for your mental health. It's just not sustainable and and I don't want this shit to hit the fan any more than it already is.
0: We do not want women getting to the point that Eliza's at where she just has to quit because she feels so exasperated that, like, this is all there is to her life. So, if you find yourself like walking into a room and introducing yourself with a tagline, that's a red flag. Like, if you can't just say, hi, I'm Vanessa, full stop and not feel like you're missing something, that's, we'll call it a pink flag, right? Okay. (laughs) If you find yourself just, like, always defaulting to, I work at Google, I work at Nike, I'm in product marketing at Adobe, you should have other things to talk about. For me, it's like, like the girls in high school. You know, these girls, they bounce from boyfriend to boyfriend to boyfriend. You can never find them single. This is Rory Gilmore for everybody who's curious. She was <laughs> never single in all 27 million episodes and, and they just don't really have an identity. Like I had this friend, she will remain nameless. She's kind of always dating sports guys, but like one year she was super into football because she was dating a footballer. One year she was super into soccer. One year she was super into wrestling. One year she was super into, mm. was super into baseball. I'm like, yeah, you have no idea who you are. And then, and then they go from like living with their parents to living with roommates to living with their husband and like they just don't. No have in their, between,
2: no individuation.
0: The, every single one of these women are people that are horrified that I travel alone. They're like, how dare you do that? How could you do that? That's so horrifying. I'm like, it's fucking awesome. First of all. <laughs> First of all. But yeah, like people like this, this can happen to men or women. They just tend not to have an identity outside their relationship to other. So Eliza might feel like she's having no identity outside. She works for this firm. So something else to watch out for, if you find yourself looking for a bigger title and only seeking the title and not making sure that you have commensurate compensation.
2: Or that you're not concerned with what you're learning, growing, cultivating relationships with, et cetera. if there's no intrinsic motivation behind this extrinsic title or this even extrinsic compensation, right? Totally. Just because you want the bigger apartment downtown, just because you want to be at the better firm, just because you want to be better than your friends. If you find
0: yourself doing these kind of things, like like feeling, you can feel a sense of pride in your work that's not a problem. But when it becomes like you're bringing your work identity into every other single conversation you have across the day, or even worse, you're not having any other conversations other than with work people across your whole day. That's a red flag and we should like take a big step back.
2: We want you to ask, we want you to know who are you, Eliza? Who do you want to be? And is what you're doing getting you there? That's my question. Mm-hmm. Do you know?
0: The, the best exercise I have for this is just ask yourself, if your job disappeared tomorrow, what would you have left? Like what would you have left? I had to think about this myself. At some point in my life, I had every single thing life, hobbies, work, boyfriend, all, all the things lined up in one vertical and they were all surrounding work. All the people that I knew were at the same company, even the things that like were were like that company adjacent, I, I would go out with some friends that were like connected to that company. Then we'd meet other friends. I would introduce myself as like, I'm Vanessa from such this company. I'm an expert in blah, blah, blah. blah. And then the conversation every time would turn to that company because there were a couple other people in the group who also worked there. Yeah. So then we start telling fun stories. We start doing this. Like, honestly, I did more unpaid PR work because I was just constantly talking about them. They didn't need a marketing department. They had me. Like, <laughs> that, that was it. And I I don't remember what it was, but I just, like, something shifted. And I, I just was like, oh, I have other interests. I have other things I want to be doing with my time, talents, energies, like – Whatever. And so I just like one thing shifted and that allowed some things to fall away. And and then I was I was kind of left with just like, oh, I don't have to be Vanessa with a tagline. I can just be Vanessa. What
2: changes did that spur in you?
0: It got me thinking about myself again. Like, mm. instead of how can I better serve this company? How can I be a better employee? How can I be a better friend, but within the limits of like, I wasn't allowed to be friends with other people because they had this position in the mm. company, or like, we had this weird tiff at work, and so we were not going to be able to hang out later that night. Like, mm. whatever, th- like, it just, it just made me realize like all that drama is drama and it can stay over there. Yeah. Like I had like a half hour commute through the woods and it was incredible. And I just started thinking about that as like liminal space all of a sudden. Like I was spending more time by myself, not with those people. And I realized I had other friends, I had other people who like wanted to hang out with me and I just had been ignoring them, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, Like, right. like you just got
2: so caught up in yeah. this part of this identity that totally. ended up taking up your whole life. Yeah. What I'm hearing you say, Vanessa, is that you, you turned your attention. Yeah. You shifted your focus, right? Your focus was all on this company, the people, the activities, the growth, like all of that. And whatever it was that shifted, like you allowed yourself, you were allowed to put your attention, not only elsewhere, but on yourself. Mm-hmm.
0: That's exactly right, Holland. As soon as I shifted my focus from work as the center to putting work in its proper place and making me the center of my life, Fucking main character energy, finally. Then I allowed myself to really like think about all these other things, like friends I'd been ignoring, people that I that I wanted to talk to, other interests that I had. Like I'm a multi-faceted, multidimensional person, as we all are. So as soon as you let go of that like scarcity mindset of like work is the sole core of my identity, you realize you have lots of other things to like cultivate and turn into like this wonderful well-rounded person that you are meant to be. This sounds like a Disney Channel thing, <laughs> but like, do you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's what I realized is like, as soon as that focus shifted, I was able to put work in its proper place. And in fact, that might be worth having its own episode about. How much of your time and energy should work really take up? So I want you to think about if your job disappeared, just poof tomorrow, what would you have left? That's who you are. And if there's nothing, ooh, am to do a little soul searching this summer. This is tough internal work. Like, who are you, period, without any of these externalities? And once you figure that out, you will be standing in a position of power where you can just take or leave whatever job you want. Take or leave whatever hobby you want. Take or leave whatever people you want. If they're not serving you, let them go.
2: This episode is proudly brought to you by Vanessa's Side Hustle. One of many. (laughs) One of several. Yeah
0: hacking social. We're convinced social media is not as complicated as your social media manager would like you to believe. We deliver a marketing strategy that's tailor-made for your business, customized for your industry, and easy to execute so you can reach your ideal client who's ready to spend money with you.
2: That's exactly right. And I'd like to mention that all of Hacking Social's clients are ambitious, goal-oriented women who are write aggression.
0: Exactly. Part of the reason I started Hacking Social is because I realized there's a whole bunch of women just like us who either are starting something or have something going to really successful at it. But they're like too small for the Brads and Chads and the MBAs of the world to fuck with. Mm. And, and that's unfair to me. Everyone needs this information, like how to run... Solid, successful, organic social, paid social, whatever, whatever it is. Do you need to be on all the channels? No. You need to be on the channels where your people are, and that's why I started
2: that. What I personally love about hacking social is that Vanessa gives you options. She can do everything for you, start to finish, or she can give you the pieces you can do yourself, or she can fight people to do it for you. Like, she's got a whole network of people who work for like with her that allow you access to whatever level of support you need for your business. The strategic mind is all Vanessa, but you know the execution can can be negotiated which is really nice
0: so yeah if you need to talk through some social I'm a huge proponent of contributing to every conversation I'm in so everyone and their mother turns out gets an hour free discovery call you can schedule that at hacking.social yes that's our real website you do not need a.com a.net a.org nothing hacking.social and I'm looking forward to talking to you
2: I think keeping the focus on you in the way that Vanessa was describing before the break is especially hard when you're looking for a new job and starting a new job. And I totally relate to this, right? Like, Eliza, like, when you're looking for new jobs, you're looking to meet a number of needs. You're looking for money in your bank. You're looking for prestige. You're looking for growth. You're looking for relationship building. You're looking for networking. You're looking for all of that. And when you get it, and you Mm -hmm. get it in a really great way with the right amount of money and, like, the right amount of prestige in the right town and, all that stuff, it feels really good. And, like, no one can blame you for saying yeah, I'm really fucking proud of this. And you mm-hmm. should be. There's no, there's no part of you that shouldn't be. But like, you have to just manage your attention. Give your attention to your relationship building, your job building, your your next three moves. But it's always, and, and we talked about this in episode 23, managing up, down, and around. It's always that fourth dimension, which we define as keeping the main thing, the main thing, looking inward, making sure that you're keeping your goals, your needs, your wants front of mind.
0: If this firm didn't exist tomorrow, how would you introduce yourself when you walk into a room? Like, what What would you say? Can you say, I'm Eliza, full stop, without feeling your. Like you're missing anything? It's a hard question to answer. Be happy with the sound of your own name with no tagline. You're not a brand. You're just yourself. And you don't need to be Eliza who works at the big four. You have value in and of yourself. Stop it, Eliza. Holland has value. Vanessa has value. We could throw some boys' names in here too, but whatever. We're sticking with the women right now. Like... Eliza, I'm super pleased you're quitting your job. All I wanted to like do to you is first I'll give you a big hug. That like I'm sorry you've been working so much, and then also like shake you awake. You're gonna be fine. She's gonna be. It's fine. It's gonna be great. You're gonna be better than great once you realize like you don't have to do any of that bullshit anymore in order to like be a functioning, wonderful human being who is great, has value, gets another job. Gets another job that doesn't overwork and underpay. I'm sure you're not getting underpaid, but doesn't overwork you.
2: <laughs> well, and Liza, you have a really incredible opportunity here as you're moving away from this role, this eighty hour a week thing that's not giving you what you need. Because I want you to make sure that in your new role, you have the space to cultivate Eliza. Absolutely. And what this is gonna
0: end up looking like when you do this. So like it's taken me several iterations to get this down. Cause I'm one of those people who let's call me a workaholic. It's fine. I like to throw my whole self into something and I will just get like super tunnel vision on it. And, and so like when I start a new job, I will stop giving attention to myself and I will give my whole self into whatever we're doing, whether it's printing magazines or shipping skincare or, what whatever it is, right? It's taken me five or six iterations to get this right. I've finally found that I can have lots of things going on, lots of passions, lots of projects, and when I walk into a room, I introduce myself as Vanessa. Period. <laughs> Vanessa. Period. And somebody will ask me, like, "Well, what do you do?" And it will depend on how I'm feeling that day, and like what happened that day. Like, it can be, well, I work at a marketing agency downtown. Oh, great! And then there's a line of questioning that follows that. And then if I'm feeling it a certain other way, it's like, oh, I've, you know, I'm a podcaster. I launched a podcast. Oh, what's your podcast about? And then there's a line of questioning that goes that way. Or it's this new thing. I'm <laughs> launching a product line soon. What? We're all very excited what? about it. Exactly. Like, and then there's a... There's about to be a line
2: of questioning that follows that, or it's just like I, and this is what I did today. Oh yeah. my god, were you at Heb? The lines were insane. Exactly. There's a plant sale the other day. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like yes, I'm like I'm designing my patio, or mm-hmm. yeah, and I just got back from Venice, or like yeah, I, you, you know what I mean, like what whatever the thing is, you mm-hmm. find yourself being a full, complex, and diverse person in all your conversations, and you're more willing to like talk to people. People are more apt to talk to you. Because let me tell you, when you walk into every room with the same people and you introduce yourself the same way, they get real bored of you real quick. So like that—that's some of the markers that'll that you should see as you, Eliza, as you quit this job and you try to look for the next one. Make sure you give yourself the time and attention that Holland was talking about, and then like just be aware of how you enter a room. And if you're always leading with your job and your title first, let's dial that back a little bit and find out what other thing you'd like to lead with. And I think that'll that'll help you kind of build those boundaries early in your next role.
2: We're really excited for you for this next phase of your, frankly, like personal growth. Like, you know, Vanessa and I, we believe in
0: quitting for everyone. We so. believe in quitting
2: <laughs> is effort. We believe in career growth. We believe in like making sure that you're getting what you want. And to that end, you can't get what you want until you know what you want. And you can't know what you want unless you know who you are. And and it's it's really,
0: really difficult for first-generation college grads and first-generation white-collar workers to not feel like they have the weight of their entire ancestry on them. And I, I promise you that they will not be disappointed if you make a decision for you. All they want is for you to be happy. That's it. You've, you've done your bit. You have graduated from college. You've gotten a really prestigious job. Now let that propel you into doing something that really makes you happy.
2: A question for Ask Your Workwife? Record your question and email the recording to help at askyourworkwife.com. Include your name, your city if you want, and whatever context might be useful for us to know. And don't forget to start with Hey, Workwives!
0: Smooth sounds coming from the beats. <laughs> That's amazing. Over <All> the airwaves. <laughs> Late night.
2: (laughs) Sexy DJ Vanessa's here to play.
0: (laughs) At three o'clock in the afternoon. Has there been day drinking? I don't know. (laughs) If there hasn't been, you should start. There's your blooper.